It is 27 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. Five people are dead after a helicopter crashed into the East River Sunday evening near Manhattan. FDNY Commissioner Daniel Negro says the part, the pilot of the Liberty helicopter tours chopper was able to free himself and survive the crash. Two of the people on board were pronounced dead at the scene. Three taken to local hospitals where they were pronounced dead. Passengers were out for a photo shoot. The NTSB will conduct an investigation. A Pennsylvania National Guardsman who threatened to kill Vice President Mike Pence will spend the next six months in a federal prison. 23-year-old William Dunbar made the threat last September, a few days before Pence was scheduled to speak at the Flight 93 National Memorial in Shanksville. Three people heard Dunbar say he would kill Pence if someone paid him enough money. Well, the person who did this is a special kind of jerk. State police will say someone stole Girl Scout money that they had earned in Westmoreland County. About $600 was taken in late February from a mailbox in the 100 block of Front Street in Derry Township. Troopers say that money was earned by selling Girl Scout cookies. Of course, if you know anything, you should call police. I mean, I feel like you do this story every year now. It's, uh, yeah, it happens <laughs> Who somewhere. Who are these creeps? They're awful people. Come on. According to a new survey, here's a rundown of the most popular weird sports in the world. Giant pumpkin kayaking. Paddling a giant hollowed out pumpkin across the river. Are they that buoyant? I didn't know. Apparently they are. Mud pit belly flop. Which I think we should do that as a contest. <laughs> I mean, I'm in, just based on the description. You get points points for style, of course. Uh, bog snorkeling, swimming through a mud trench while wearing snorkeling gear. Mm, which I'm not sure negative on that one. See that, but whatever. Extreme ironing. Contestants iron clothes everywhere from on mountaintops to lakes while being pulled behind ski boats as well. <laughs> Uh, I Where suck do you get at the electricity? Ironing. Look, I suck at ironing under pristine conditions. <laughs> I'm not getting behind. Yeah, how, how do they get the electricity yeah. behind the boat? Are there battery-operated irons? Should Maybe. you have that around water? And professional gurning. Competitors square off making ugly faces at each other, and the ugly face wins. Oh, I thought that that was going to be like you race on a gurney or something. Yeah, well, you could do that, too. <laughs> A man in India is facing charges after allegedly cutting off his son's hand for watching porn. Whoa. <laughs> Muhammad Qureshi reportedly told his 18-year-old son time and time again to stop looking at porn on his new smartphone. The Jew got into a fight last Sunday after the son was caught again. The son stormed out, swearing he would never come back. But he did. The next day, in the middle of the same argument, the father allegedly picked up a butcher's knife and chopped off his son's right hand in a fit of rage. Oh, man. So Wait, so was that the second one or that was the first one? The second hand? Yeah. No, the first hand. That's the first hand. He ran out the first time. Okay. So he only cut off one hand. Yeah. So now he's got to give himself the stranger. Yeah. It doesn't matter. The dad could cut off the other hand, and that kid would just become the most flexible guy in the world and he would look like uh, an orangutan and all of a sudden his feet would be doing things that nobody ever thought he'd be able to achieve wait was that what my left foot was about yeah yeah the son was rushed to the hospital hospital but doctors were unable to reattach the hand no i totally agree because at some point the father you know might feel bad that he did that and get him a prosthetic hand 
But you know what that hand's going to be used for. Oh, yeah. It's just, <laughs> you better getting... you better make it like dishwasher friendly. <laughs> <laughs> Why is the hand shaped like that all the time? It's Racist. Like those, you know those those fists that you can drink like beer out of. Like yeah, you... oh, yeah. it's just one of those. <laughs> it's one of those, but haul it out. Just a koozie fist. <laughs> uh, have you ever drunk shopped? Yes. Probably everybody has. Uh, a new study found the average American will spend $448 on drunk shopping this year. And if those projections are correct, they've doubled from last year. Those numbers include money you drunkenly spend on food. Okay, that's, so yeah, that's I, why I'm I wasn't considering that shopping. Everybody has, probably. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but the money we spend buying stuff when we're drunk isn't anywhere close to the amount we actually spend getting drunk. The study found the average person will spend $1,901 on booze this year, which averages to just under 37 bucks a week, which is pretty doable. Right. Um, depending on what you drink. Yeah. My girlfriend gets drunk in eBay's and she. Oh, man. That's dangerous. On a Monday or Tuesday, a pa- she always buys paintings. Like so these particular kind of paintings that are like in a lot of the houses in the north side. And um, she'll wake up, you know. And find out, like, on, you know, Monday, something will be at her door. She'll be like, what's this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Oops. I blacked out an eBay. Yeah. But occasionally, it's, like, <laughs> advantageous. Like, wow, that's really nice. But, you know, every once in a while, it's the, you know, well, that'll look good at the flea shop, flea market, whatever. Flea see, shop. I, see, I was I was just taking it at face value of, like, the old idea of it. Like, somebody got hammered and just went to the mall. But now that there's online shopping. Oh, yeah. Oh. Online shopping is the death of me. It's just too easy. It is too easy. Amazon Prime now with the like a day later. Here's the thing. Their return policy and Zappos, those are easy to use. But I'm going off the grid now because whatever algorithm I'm in, you know, deeply entrenched in in my browsing history is just shooting all kinds of these like clothes ads at me. And I'll be like. (laughs) Now, see, there's a shirt I, you know, I could wear that shirt, but and it won't look like the shirt that everybody buys at the mall. I'll get that, and then they never fit, and so and it's some off brand that you've never heard of. And I was like, you know, I'm like, well, it's an eighty dollars shirt, must be pretty nice, and then it's garbage, and then their return policy, forget it. It's like we're gonna need a blood sample, and then (laughs) you have to ask very nicely, and within writing, uh, fourteen days after purchase. We'll let you know if our board of return directors has considered your return, you know. I looked at these purses online a couple of weeks ago. Now, literally, every website I go on, there's a pop-up ad for these, these pur- or a, a banner ad for these purses. I'm like, I don't want your purses! Have you ever, now I hate them! Have, have you ever done that with just stuff that you swear you've only talked about with people? Yeah. Because I feel like I've just talked about something and it's all of a sudden ended up what weird well, so that's something I that's like my mom got the Alexa and at first she didn't want to and then she was into it. So now every time I'm over her house and she's like turns her back, I just like say all kinds of weird stuff into the Alexa. Not like look it up. I just say all kinds <laughs> of weird items. 
I'll be like toenail say jars, uh, so, you know, just say like weird stuff. And Slim then, clip. Yeah, and then she'll just be like, "Mom's got a new uh, embroidered toenail jar." I don't know where that came from. But then if you do it to your friends, you can be like, "Double-headed dildos, double-headed, double-headed dildos, Alexa." And then you just red velvet dildos. It, it just registers in there. High priority, high priority, <laughs> double-headed dildos. And then they just wonder why their ads are just full of dildos. I've I've literally been searching on Amazon for something and, and thought, I've had this thought, maybe I should buy something that I don't even want just to throw them off the scent. Like, they know too much about me now. Yeah. I got to switch it up and be like, you don't know me. You don't know who I am. I might buy a sewing kit. One time, I've told this story on the show before, when I was on Zappos, I was complaining that I'd looked a pair at a pair of boots, and I, I tweeted, they've been following me around on the internet like De Niro in Cape Fear. And the online staff, whatever, social media staff at Zappos, sent me a meme of De Niro in Cape Fear. And you it didn't said, at Zappos them, did you, in the tweet? No. Wow. And it said, hey, Randy, come out, come out wherever you are. And Zappos sent it to me. That was a little bit freaky. But the other thing not, is- Not in a creepy way. Your boots are here. Yeah. Very strange. <laughs> but the other thing is, to your point, Val, of looking at a person, then it just sits there and haunts you forever. It, I, Here's what I've done. I'm pissed. I've bought the things before. Like, all right, I'm getting rid of you. And then that doesn't do it. It just attracts more of whatever you looked at, yes. including the exact same item. You're like, I already bought you. I bought you. Leave me alone. <laughs> but it won't. It just is like staring you in the face. Yeah, because now you put yourself on the grid. They're like, oh, got a consumer over here. Yeah. Everybody else. It's like <laughs> blood in the water. I want to write back to them and say, leave me alone. You're too expensive. I'm not buying you. You have to clear your uh, <laughs> cookies. Yeah. Randy, this is for you. Steppenwolf is celebrating the 50th anniversary <laughs> nice. of the release of their 1968 self-titled debut album. It's awesome. To mark the milestone, the new aptly titled three-CD compula- compilation Steppenwolf at 50 will be available next Friday. The set includes five rare or never-heard tracks and covers 13 studio albums as well as their huge hits Born to be Wild and Magic Carpet Ride. Meanwhile, the band will perform a seven-stop U.S. tour beginning March 10th in Fort Pierce, Florida, and will conclude August 10th in Sturgis. The Playboy Mansion is now permanently protected from being torn down. An agreement was announced last week by Los Angeles City Councilman Paul Koretz and the property's owner, Darren Metropolis. The deal does not designate the former home of Playboy publisher Hugh Hefner as an historic landmark, but Metropolis agrees not not to demolish the main residence. That covenant will reportedly remain in effect under any future owners as well. Don't you feel like Hef got out of here just like under the door of the oh, Me yeah. Too movement? <laughs> like you got to think that there's some wild stuff. I mean, some stuff that's happened there that maybe people weren't all too willing or pleased about. Like Bill Cosby drugging a woman? <laughs> yes, like that. Members of Imagine Dragons are celebrating yet another major career career milestone after winning a major prize at the iHeartRadio Music Awards. 
Las Vegas bread. Your favorite band, Val. Imagine I never have to hear them again. Uh, The Las Vegas bread band beat out Cage the Elephant, Judah the Lion, Kings of Leon, and Portugal, the man for Alternative Rock Artist of the Year at last night's ceremony in L.A. Meanwhile, Judah and the Lion were crowned Best New Rock Alternative Rock Artist, Besting Fellow Nominees, Greta Van Fleet, Kay Flay, Rag and Bone Man, and The Revivalists. Clouds and sun, low 40s today. It's 27 at DBE. Right. Well, you know, you gave me an excuse to play Steppenwolf. I'm playing <laughs> Steppenwolf. All right, and we're going deep. We're going a little, a little deep. But I mean, for, deep cut. for Steppenwolf fans, this is not a deep cut. But for uh, the general public, for Gen Pop, for the, <laughs> uh, for the layperson, this, I was just telling Bill, uh, my dad is uh, in town, and uh, he... Uh, Bruce. Yeah, he's wearing pants last night at dinner. And uh, they got pockets in the front of them. They're jeans. Yeah. And the pockets in the front are the same pockets that are in the back, same style. Whatever, whatever old man jeans these are, they are the pockets that are in the back of your jeans, only they're in the front. And Was the seamstress dyslexic? or No, it's like a thing. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Okay. They must be selling these are, at like uh, Fox News or something. I'm are not they sure. like... Geriatric jeggings, or what? What are they? I'm are not sure. Here? They're jeans, but the pockets look like the pockets on the back, and the zippers in the middle. And so I gave him the "What are those?" You know, and I'm yeah. like, uh, <laughs> "Hey, Haas, what what exactly is going on there?" And he's like, "Aren't these great?" <laughs> he goes, "Everybody thinks I got my pants on backwards," and I was like, "Everybody thinks I'm doing that crisscross thing." Remember that? Everyone thinks I'm a moron. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, why would you wear it? But the the functionality of it, supposedly being the pockets are bigger, and then, you know, you can carry more stuff. It's like a cargo thing Great. for an older fella who doesn't want to, you know, I don't know, have a purse. But to he me- He can rock a fanny a pack. I don't know if he knows that. That didn't seem to be the motivation. This is what I'm trying to tell you. I don't think he's trying to carry more stuff. I think he just likes the fact that it looks like his pants are on backwards. He gets a kick out of that. <laughs> Dude, I love your dad, man. He's hilarious. Yeah, it looks like my pants are on backwards. I'm like, yeah, that's not good. <laughs> I told him, I'm like, how are you ever going to get laid? You can't do that. <laughs> um, at any rate, uh, that was Steppenwolf. Hey, Lottie Mama. There's so much fun Steppenwolf. This that's is what, a deep cut for me. I'm not as familiar with that band. When I was a kid. Just the hits for me. I got Steppenwolf's Greatest Hits. Is you know one of the first group of my Columbia Record Club, Val? <laughs> yeah, I think my brother had that. You taped a penny to a postcard. Hey, uh, you <laughs> kids out here, left here's alone. how we did it back uh, in the Civil War. You taped a penny to a postcard. You know what a penny is? <laughs> and then you were in debt for the rest of your life. It's that because garbage brown coin that nobody uses. They would send you the album of the month or cassette uh, or a track. And they would wow. send it to you whether you wanted it or not if you didn't check a box yes. and mail back <laughs> in the monthly you know, card, uh, card um, <clears throat> to let them know, no, I don't want it. So if they sent it to you, you, it's yours. And you owe them. You bought it. And now the other thing was like there was a requirement to buy three over a certain quarter. I think maybe... A month seems like a lot. Maybe it was like no, it was five like a, albums in three months or something like that. No, I don't even think it was that much. Really? It was not. The commitment was not a lot. It was 10 for a penny to start. You get 10 free, and then you were on the hook for a year. 
But oh, they see, didn't... that's the hook, though. Like, but like people like my brother were not aware of this, the fine print. Are you looking up the deal? No, they did have pretty good prices, from what I remember, on other stuff. Yeah. So well, that's what I I never got the featured thing. I just bought a bunch of stuff. I did. I'm an in idiot. The catalog. Was that like the manual version of the? You know, you're just basically hooked into a monthly subscription. Yeah, you know how Netflix used to work where they mail you stuff? Yes. That's what it was like, except you kept it. It was yours now. But it, uh, nobody ever remembered to send the thing back in. <laughs> right. And so you'd end up with, like, the new Pat Benatar album or something. And, you know, you might not have wanted that. Even worse, it would be, like, some MTV schlock. You know, <laughs> like a Cindy Lauper. Something Oof. like that. And uh, don't get me wrong, I've got great respect for her as a singer. Now I didn't understand it when I was a kid. Yeah, she's really good now. Okay. I mean, now I appreciate what she's all about. Back then, I liked that she had Captain Lou Albano in her videos, but I didn't want to listen to <laughs> girls just want to have fun. <laughs> she was so weird. Still is to me. Right, but then so then you're stuck with it, and you're like, oh, what do I do? Well, here's what you do. You don't tell your parents, and then you start to amass a debt that the debt collectors <laughs> begin to come at you for. Like and you think honestly, you think you're you're the fugitive. You oh think my God. you are running from the FBI when I'm you're. I'm gonna a kid. have to go live in the woods. <laughs> There's no doubt, man. No Your normal entire life for financial me. future was riding on the fact that you got the Honey Drippers album <laughs> and hadn't paid for it yet. I'll never own a house, but I got some kicking tunes. Right. I could be a great house guest. <laughs> That's right. Do you remember the Honey Drippers, Val? Oh yeah. Oh. Robert Plant with Paul Schaefer. I was going to say, who else was in this band? That was the only two people I remember. Robert Plant and Paul Schaefer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so then you would own that. All right? Like, maybe you didn't want it. It showed up. That was yours. And you listened to it. Damn it, you listened right, to it. because it's there. That's right. Are you not going to listen to it? And then every time you listen to it, you just thought, maybe the feds are going to knock on the door today. <laughs> Take away my Columbia cassettes. It was the Columbia Recording House, right? Wasn't that it? Or was it Columbia Col- House Recording? I think it was Columbia House. Oh, man. I swear that's where creditors really, like, it's where they just, just started to sink their teeth into the idea that they could hook people in to going oh, yeah. into debt. No doubt. So easily. <laughs> Young kids. Oh, yeah. Became okay. Uh, big show today. Seth Roboff from The Athletic talking pens. Jerry D talking uh, the Steelers, who may be dropping uh, Mike Mitchell, according to the Ed Bouchette report. Like, uh, they might be saying goodbye to him unless he signs for something super cheap, which I don't see him doing. I don't see him taking a pay cut. No. Just don't see it happening. He's too much of a uh, proud guy to do that. Yep. I could be wrong. And I think somebody will pay for him. Possibly. Uh, Mike will be coming in next with your sports. The Pens get a nice W at home. Maybe we get to talk to Jerry D about Tiger, too, a little bit. Yeah, nice. You know what? It's crazy how many people I talk to that watch that tournament. The Valspar Open. Yeah, how could you not? You're like, well, Tiger Tiger ever performed in that. Like, he never cared to to go to that one on the tour. 
But he's he's such a draw, man. Yeah, he is. There's no doubt about it. All right, that's all coming up for you. Plus, we'll talk a little bit about the St. Baldrick's Foundation's head shaving that's going on this weekend at the parade. They always raise a ton of money uh, for uh, pediatric cancer. We'll talk with them, uh, Sammy Kane, 720 this morning. Mike's coming in next with a full sports report. The Honey Drippers. Yeah, they just put out an album of like 50s-inspired rock in the 80s. Sea of Love was the other big hit. Right. And everybody went Not nuts because Robert Plant was back at least a little bit. And Paul Schaefer, of course. <laughs> what a <laughs> weird pairing. Robert Plant, groovy, man. Just groovy. Sports next, DV. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuta with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. Penn's bounce back from a, uh, a lost Saturday night and hold off the stars at home. They do, and uh, the bracket is revealed on Sunday. Welcome to March, and welcome to March Madness. Uh, there will be a sub-regional in Pittsburgh again this year, the PPG Paints Arena, and what a draw Pittsburgh has been given. Yeah. Uh, Thursday, uh, Saturday are when the games will be played here in Pittsburgh, and it'll start with 7-seed Rhode Island against 10-seed Oklahoma at 12-15 Oklahoma and one of the most exciting players in the country in Trey Young. Hmm. At 245 at second-seeded Duke against 15-seed Iona. Mike Krzyzewski and the Duke Blue Devils coming to Pittsburgh. Grayson Allen, hey, everybody cheap shot somebody today in honor of Grayson yeah. Allen. If your buddy's getting ready to go down the steps, push him from behind. Stick your leg out. Uh, Do you remember who I check him? As prominent as this, who is known for being as dirty as no. he is, this is his game. Is he's yeah. a dirty player? He's he's a great player, but for some reason he insists on being a dirty player. Like he can he, he can play, yeah, but he insists on being. I saw his latest incident against North Carolina. Oh my God, uh, the hip check. Yeah, it's a serious. I forget one of the guys doing one of the highlight shows was saying, you know, I'd have more respect if he just threw an elbow at somebody or tried yeah. to punch somebody. His stuff's all. This cheap crap. Yeah. And he gets away with it for some reason. But Duke is Duke. It's the Yankees coming to town. Get right. a chance to boo Grayson Allen live. Yeah. That's a great That's a great opportunity. Coach K. Then at uh, 6.50, uh, first seed Villanova. Get to see Jay Wright wearing one of those $12,000 suits he likes. Against the winner of a playing game between Long Island University and Radford. And it'll wrap up at 9.20. Virginia Tech against Alabama. Alabama, pretty interesting ninth seed. Made a run to the SEC semifinals over the weekend. West Virginia is a five seed and will play 12 seed Murray State on Friday at 4 p.m. The Mountaineers, a five seed in the East region. March Madness has arrived. Some great games at the PPG. Print your brackets. Waste time at work accordingly. I love this time of year. It's like the Super Bowl for three weeks. Get everything. That's really cool. The early part is as much fun, if not more fun, than the championship game. And the championship game and the Final Four are pretty cool. Uh, Penguin, People were pissed about the bracket reveal, the way that they did that show last night. Uh, just listening to teams and then... Or alphabetically. Yeah. Just, they, they found a way to screw that up somehow. Overthunk it a little. Penn's hosted the Dallas Stars at PPG Paints Arena last night. They were looking to bounce back. From a Saturday night loss in Toronto, and the power play got him going. It goes to Kessel on the left wing. Right side to Crosby has to watch it bounce off a stick, and he gets to the ice. He makes the play to uh, go to, uh, to Malkin. But Hornquist, he shoots and scores. Evgeny Malkin sets up Hornquist. Crosby involved, too. 
The Penguins take a 1-0 lead. Oh, Michael, Michael Motorcycle. That quick, precise passing to the Penguins pays dividends. Penguins kept the pedal down thereafter and managed to sneak in one more just before the first period ended. Here is Sheehan with a chance. To Kessel. It's deflected, picked up. Here's Alexia. Shooting and scoring from the high slot. Kessel sets him up. Jimmy Alexiak from 37 feet away. And the Penguins have a 2 nothing lead. How much fried chicken can you eat? <laughs> Alexiak against his former mates. That was at 19.56 of the first period. That made it 2 nothing, and Penn's able to finish off Dallas from there. Stephen Johns going for the puck. Four seconds left. And the Penguins even it up on the season series against Dallas. And they move to the top of the uh, heat. They're upstairs right now. First place in the Metropolitan Division. Final score, Pittsburgh three and Dallas one. Yeah, as Mike Lang points out, 84 points. One better than the Washington Capitals, 83 in the Metro. The Pens have played 70 games. The Caps have played 68. Philadelphia's played 69 in third place with 81 points. And New Jersey also through 69 games has 78 points. Penguins at the Rangers on Wednesday night and at the Islanders, excuse me, at Montreal on Thursday. With uh, the tournament coming to town, the Penguins head out of town. Uh, Evgeny Malkin yesterday uh, with the empty net goal to seal things off. He also had an assist. He is one point behind NHL points leader Nikita Kucherov of Tampa Bay. Kucherov has 87 points. Malkin has 86. And Malkin's 39 goals, one off the pace, uh, currently being set by Alexander Ovechkin and uh, Patrick Laine. Both of those guys have 40. Awesome year for Gino. He is uh, really playing well the last, well, it probably coincides Start with, of the uh, year. with the Penguins flipping the switch in January and going 21-8-1 since then. They were 19-18-3 October through December. Now they're 21-8-1 since. Wow. Yeah, they hit it when they had to. Hit, you know, that's what, a little metal. That's what the champs do. Yeah. And now it's just about positioning and where you end up and, and go from there. Uh, college hockey over the weekend. Penn State lost to Big Ten Semifinal to Notre Dame, 3-2. to two. The Nittany Lions are awaiting an NCAA tournament at large bid. Robert Morris beats Holy Cross 4-1 and 5-1 and advances to the Atlantic Hockey Conference Final Four this coming weekend in Rochester. The Colonials get league regular season champion Mercyhurst on Friday. Robert Morris is two wins away from an NCAA tournament bid. That's your DVE Sports. I'm Mike Pursuit. How about Alexiak, Mike? Big guy. Amazing. Another goal last night. Yeah. It's just just a bomb of a in, shot. In the Schultz tradition, in the uh, Trevor Daly tradition. Mm-hmm. Ian Cole, you could say. You could. Another good example. How do they find and identify these guys who are impressing no one <laughs> in their current gig, and then the Penguins figure out a fit for them? And pick them up at a relative bargain and just ride them. And, and it's one thing to you know t- to be scoring. It's great. He's making great defensive plays. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's really a well-rounded player. That's a pretty good point. <laughs> he's not just a big dorky six foot six guy that's in the league because he's big. But he's also that. Also, he's that. He's a tree. 
A big old lefty. Guy's huge. Um, Val, what do you got coming up? Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Yinzer in the news uh, oh. coming up at the top of the hour. The yes. stolen ambulance. Oh. So Caper. Oh, it's Clouds glorious. and sun, low 40s today. It is 29 at DVE. Um, on the way, Seth Warbaugh talking about those penguins. Jerry Dulac, the latest on what's going on with Steelers that l- the rumors are, not even just rumors, I mean, it's being reported by Ian Rappaport. Steelers are going to part ways with Mike Mitchell, and uh, we'll talk with Jerry Dulac about the uh, veracity of those claims and what does well, that got to get compliant. They mm-hmm. and this look, Lev Bell's looking at that going. Bell. Hey, sorry, Mitch. Sorry. Yeah, I got to get mine. He's got to get his. Got to get my fifteen. Got to get oh, because I made a 15, rap about 18, it. Yeah. I can't rhyme thirteen five. That's a lot harder to rhyme. Yeah, you going to keep Levy on Bell. This is some of the fallout. Also, Weird Paul is on the show today at nine fifteen. Weird Paul, a local music uh, institution. Weird Paul. Was way ahead of his time vlogging and blogging before there was an internet. A daily diary that he constantly he's he's fun to follow on Twitter because he'll constantly post stuff. Like in today's diary, he'll talk about what he heard on DVE that day, and it'll be 1987. Yeah, and it is the the exact same things you're going to hear today on DVE. (laughs) Same exact songs. 100% one hundred percent to a T. Haven't changed any of our music, and damn it, that's the way Pittsburgh loves it. So uh, we'll talk with Weird Paul. There's a crowd funder, uh, crowd funding situation, a Kickstarter, and Indiegogo. The, have we come up with an all-encompassing term for all of those things? Indiegogo, Kickstarter, crowdsourced. There, it's cra- crowd source sourcing, but isn't there like a? Can we use a Google and all-encompassing? We got to come up with one. Crowd so we'll come up with fu- one. Crowdfunded. Crowfing. There's a crowdfund for Weird Paul, and he'll explain but why. But we got to get this thing made. No, I mean, look. We got to see this documentary. No, we, we need to see it. There's no doubt about it. All right, that's all on the way for you here. Don't forget, get your shamrocks off with the DVE Morning Show. Still time to get in your limerick. You have till Wednesday at noon. Submit a limerick, and you got a shot at winning the best, biggest St. Paddy's Day prize pack ever, which includes kegs and eggs at Mulaney's Harp and Fiddle. We're getting you hotel accommodations downtown for the weekend, Friday and Saturday. Wake up Saturday morning. Go to Harp and Fiddle. Have kegs and eggs. Then meet us for the parade. Jump in the DVE Schultz Ford parade truck with Sean Casey, Bill Crawford, and me, uh, and uh, possibly Val and Mike, depending. Um, oh, no, I'm now. Uh, you're in. I'm now scratched. Oh, you scratched because of the RMU. Yep. Okay. They have survived in advance. Uh, also, you get the afternoon at the Hard Rock Cafe. We'll have one or Check it five out, for you. Corned beef and curry. You got unlimited Uber. You'll uh, head over to the Rex Theater, where you will be the guest MC for the Bastard Bearded Irishman. And uh, Permanis closes it all off for you. I mean, it's like the ultimate party prize pack. DVE.com slash contests. Just submit a limerick and you're in the running. It's Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. Bill Crawford, Val Porter on Friday. Val was on vacation, uh, which is... uh, Vacation in air quotes. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Took a day off. She took a day off because, well, let's face it. She had to put up... You know, with drywall us. or she something. put up with us long <laughs> enough. No, but like when she takes a vacation day, she she's like digging trenches. Yeah. No, she takes an Amish vacation. Yeah. 
She goes to Amish country and works like the Amish. She put up a Yesterday barn. Yesterday I did. <laughs> what did you do? I you raised a barn. No, I <laughs> hauled, I cleaned out brush that and trees that these guys cut down at our house a couple of weeks ago. Did you find any <laughs> snake <laughs> shells or, or anything? Store. I don't know, but if I break oh out poison God. ivy, that's why. Oh, really? Just picture oh. Val carrying logs like commando out of the woods. I had a hazmat suit on, rubber <laughs> boots, and my galoshes on. Oh, my God. You got to start documenting this. I want to see pictures. Oh, don't worry. I'll be back in there. I only did half the hillside, so. You need to film it, and we'll have Richard Attenborough <laughs> do the narration <laughs> so it sounds like planet Earth, but we'll, we'll like call it planet Carnegie or something like but, that. What, see, what had happened was <laughs> I'm clearing out all this poison. Tim has me so paranoid about poison ivy because he's really sensitive to it. So I have the rubber boots, the hazmat suit on, the glasses. You're kidding me. No. Oh, God, we got to see this. What did then, your neighbors think? Uh, they didn't. Uh, my next door neighbor, he's like, <laughs> he's like, I thought you were a DJ. What are you doing out here? He looked, did you look like Michael J. Fox in, uh, in Back to the Future when he, when he creeps up? And- I looked like Walter White. Yeah. Walking around in Straight the yard. Walter. And I had a Steeler stocking cap on. <laughs> <laughs> so something hit me in the mouth. Uh oh! And then I like was like a branch. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god, what if it was poison ivy? So then I was Is that a, the only exposed part of your person. My face and my yeah, like my face. <laughs> Don't touch your face. Like oh my god, what if it had poison ivy juice on it? And then what if I lick my lips? And then I swallow it, and my throat closes mm-hmm. shut, and they have to induce a coma to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, that all could happen. Wow. That's how my brain would work. That's exactly what I thought. I would be on the Google on WebMD. I did. Oh, I, immediately. After I got, I used this juice. I don't know what it's called, but it's supposed to get the poison ivy oil off you. And then I Googled everything you need to know about poison ivy. <laughs> it's not everything I need to know about poison ivy. I hate to tell I needed to know some other stuff. I have never, for as many times as, you know, for all the years I've had dogs going through the woods, I never got poison ivy. And I'm allergic to everything. They say 15% of people do not have a reaction. Yeah, I might be in that 15%. They're like, God was like, you're allergic to everything else. I'm going to give you poison ivy. (laughs) So if you see like a leprosy thing breaking out of my face, just let me know. Well, at least this is not as bad as, remember our friend uh, Jimmy Bromley from the Hackers Hackers, uh, for Hope? Oh. He, on two separate occasions went into the woods whilst golfing in order to evacuate his bowels and and in using mother nature as a (laughs) method to uh, clean up his situation. He inadvertently grabbed poison ivy. How do you not? And then he got it on his anus. (laughs) I mean, that is... (laughs) You're down That's, for the count. Yeah. You might as well just sit in a bath filled with um, milk <laughs> for three days. Seriously. Just a turkey. What do you even what do? You? you just take a turkey baster of milk and just keep. <laughs> just keep Give yourself just, a continuous enema? Yeah. Nonstop. Good God. That would be the worst. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. What do you have to do? Ride a big ice simian for the next three days? A Sibian. Sibian. What did I say? Simeon? That's a different thing. That's a that's a cave person. It's a, it's a monkey. Frozen. Yeah, sure. Frozen uh, in time. The, uh, uh, in the 16th worst chapel. possible thing you can do with, <laughs> with poison ivy, though, is some people have mistaken it for other wild weeds that will get you high. You see, 
Some people have thought it was part of a marijuana plant. Leaves of three, le- <laughs> let them be. And they sm- they're, instead they're like, leaves of three, let's get baked. And they smoke it and it gets in their lungs. I, you got to go to the hospital for that. Yeah. How do you itch your Plus, lungs? Plus, if you, you don't. That's why, like, what do we do? with Because the, the trees have these big hairy vines on them, which is a poison ivy vine. Yeah. You got to be careful. Know, if that gets in your lungs, I would imagine they just are like pumping you full of Benadryl and stuff like any antihistamine to try and relieve that inflammation. Oh. I was reading some of the everything you need to know about poison ivy websites. Yeah. There was a guy who was like a Native American. Like they use a lot of herbs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I've heard of people and I tried it myself. If you eat one leaf of poison ivy as soon as it sprouts. They can build up in an immunity. And he did it. He claims he did it for like nine weeks or something. Well, how does he know? Maybe he was just in the 15% of people Maybe. who don't get it anyway. He said, I don't recommend this. Like trying to get esophageal <laughs> closure. Yeah. He's going to get. What's the pink stuff that you used esophagus. to put on your stuff? Calamine lotion. Calamine lotion. Oh, yeah, dude. That stuff used to suck. I, I think, remember. Oh. Yeah. Tech New, I think, is the. The soap that you use afterwards. You're all right, though. No if poison. A, no, so You'd far. have it by now. You'd have it by now. If a kid gets no. it, it is a total nightmare. It's all over I them. Can, yeah, it's like in box. half a minute. Up to three weeks it can take to break out. So I'm really? clear, I'm clear on Easter Sunday. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I think I'm rubbing off on you. I think so, too. <laughs> Are you going to be sleeping in a raincoat with Tim? I... <laughs> I put all my clothes and everything in the washer, unsanitized. Oh, imagine wiping your butt with poison ivy, though. Uh, that's that's. I guess you don't realize it until you start itching. I don't know what you do. I just cry. I mean, you would just be crying. You can't itch. Like eat some atomic wings and just <laughs> set the whole oh thing on God. fire. You can't go out in public. Of course no, not. no. I would imagine you get a lot of steroid shots and things like that to immediately try and quell it. I, I, I bet they go one. full full court press on you at that point. I don't know. Now my nose Spend the weekend change. picking up popsicles without your hands. <laughs> I don't know how you ease the pain there. I don't know, dude. It's just... That is you get the most painful. Because it's, it's like outside and inside. Well, it doesn't... Right. <laughs> And it doesn't necessarily clear up right away. The last time Tim had it, he had to go back to the doctor because whatever they gave him the first time didn't clear it up. All right. Well, I'm glad you didn't get anything on your anus. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have coming up? Uh, we're going to talk about the... clip that out, Joe? <laughs> we're going to talk about the Yinzers in the news. Uh, the latest installment uh, resulting after a stolen ambulance. That's so good. So good. It's amazing. Also talking pens with Seth Rohrbach from The Athletic, and they get the nice W last night after uh, losing one that they were pissed about Saturday night against Toronto. Jerry Dulac talks the latest with the Steelers coming up. DVE. 28 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by Giant Eagle Curbside Express. For the third time in two weeks, a huge winter storm is bearing down on millions of people across the Northeast and New England. Forecasters say the storm loaded with high winds and at least a foot of wet snow could knock out power starting tonight. The National Weather Service says the storm will hit New England the hardest. It's also likely to make life miserable for people in New York, New 
Jersey and Maryland. Winds 40 to 50 miles an hour along the coast combined with that heavy wet snow pose a serious risk of more power outages. Police say a man is in custody after stealing and crashing an EMS vehicle in Forest Hills. Investigators say 24-year-old Matthew King stole the vehicle after it was parked at PPG Paints Arena after midnight on Sunday. And there was an eyewitness. Oh, yeah. And it was... It's the injures in the news, though. It was all over the news this weekend. We need... Hold on, I gotta play the song. I mean, oh, this yeah, deserves we, we, a... Oh, you know yes. what? Yenzer's in the news. I mean, we really <laughs> should make this official. Yeah. Gotta have the official Yenzer's in the news soundbite to open things up. Val? Yes, so this was... These people were in a hotel <laughs> outside PPG Haynes Arena. Oh, my God. What in the hell is this going to do when he's trying to get in the ambulance? He's, he's going to get the driver door now. Look, you better hope they lock them doors because he's stealing. <gasps> <gasps> Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god, he's stealing it. (gasps) What the f? Oh my lord. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh, dude, that is so great. That is glorious. Oh, man. Now, the best part of that is. Yeah, the answer's. Yeah, that was the Okay. Better Uh, hope he locked them doors. The. Oh my god. Is one of my all time favorite Yinzerisms. Mm hmm. Because uh, my friend had a story of like uh, he like he, one of his girlfriends back in the day was uh, had a very thick Pittsburgh accent, and when she was uh, amorous in the bedroom, she would go, <laughs> "Am I going? Am I going?" And and his roommate would always hear it, and he just, you know couldn't stop laughing am at I it. Going? So am to this day, every time something surprises him, he goes, "Am I going?" Like, like, just because it's like now part of his yes. the lexicon that he draws, draws from. So to hear that, that's like spotting something in the wild. That to me, again, that is like planet Earth of Yinzerism <laughs> right there. It's like mm-hmm. look in the rare wild, a Yinzer seeing another stealing an ambulance. Am I going? Am I going? What's she doing? I like the cigarette breath Yinzer voice too. What's that guy doing down there? <laughs> Like, you know, they might have been a little banged up. They had a couple cocktails at the, at What's this the, guy uh, doing? the Penguins game. What's this guy doing? What's this hey. guy doing down there? Hey, my boy. They better hope they lock them doors. <laughs> hey, my boy. Hey, my boy. Can we hear it one more time? Sure. Oh, my God. What in the hell is this going to do when he's trying to get in the ambulance? He's, he's going to get the driver get... door now. Look, you better hope they lock them doors because he's still <gasps> Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god, he's stealing it. (gasps) What the f? (laughs) Oh my lord. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. I want to hear their commentary on Gone Gone in 60 Seconds or what's that what's that Nicolas Cage movie yeah. where he steals cars? Oh yeah. <laughs> They're just constantly. Oh my god. They better hope they lock him doors. Oh my god. He's stealing it. Him doors. What? He said <laughs> he saved it. He was cold and wanted to come inside. There's a radiator in the hallway. Why do he have to come in? Why does he have to come <laughs> in my bed? I mean, does it look like this is such a nice bed that he can't resist? You know what? Only t- happened to me. <laughs> Won't happen to nobody else. Won't happen to nobody. Only happened to me. I know. We all know it by heart now. I could. He you- had to knock down two, two doors. doors. <laughs> To come and climb in my bed. Well, guess what? Now he's got a bed down on Second <laughs> Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have. I want to request that. 
Like, I want to call Michelle at the electric lunch and request that. That's a, that's a perfect... There's Oscars that won that didn't have that kind of writing. Yeah, but for clarity, you got to go with Barry. Pittsburgh's the best place to live. I don't care what anybody says. Mm. If you got to do some cleanup, hey, it is what it is. But we're still number one out here. Yeah, uh, yeah that's because uh, you got left there. Uh, we're still there number one debris out all over the property. It's all over the, the street, the property, uh, you know, my mom's car over there, <laughs> uh, the yard. So it's not toxic. Hopefully it's it's not toxic. Yeah. There you go. Little Yinzer's in the news for your uh, Monday morning. That was a good one. Monday's just you know better now. Yinzer's in the news. Oh, I feel I just feel good. I feel great. Yeah, that made me feel good. Thanks, Val. A New Jersey man who passed out drunk and took a $1,600 Uber ride home from a party in West Virginia is breathing a huge sigh of relief <laughs> thanks to a very generous and grateful business owner. Kenny Bachman had been partying at WVU when he ordered an Uber to get a ride to a nearby Airbnb where he was staying. But instead, he entered his home address and then passed out. Nice. He came to about 300 miles later come and on. realized his very costly mistake. Unable to come up with that much cash, he started a GoFundMe page to ask for donations. Bachman's story was all over the news and caught the attention of Jamie Giovanazzo, who owns a food delivery service hey, in New Jersey. Hey, he employs a lot of delivery drivers, and keeping them safe is his top priority, so he was very grateful that Bachman decided not to drink and drive. So to show his thanks, Giovanazzo got in touch with Bachman and offered to pay his entire fare. Uh, Giovanazzo bought you debt. According to uh, the... You owe him now. Now you owe Giovanazzo. That's how this works. He has a lot of delivery drivers working on the road, so as a means of saying thanks to Bachman for not getting hammered and getting mm-hmm. behind the yeah. wheel. He volunteered to pay the entirety of the hefty Uber fare. The money that was already raised on GoFundMe is being donated to Mothers Against Drunk Driving. Oh, that's nice. They made a good thing out of that guy being a drunken moron. Bachman wake up, woke up the next day in New Jersey, but they don't tell you about poor Turner and Overdrive, who are still there in Morgantown, <laughs> wondering what the hell had happened. And how about that dope? He's got to get in a car and go back to Morgantown and get his car. Right? I'm yeah. sure he drove there. All of, of his course. stuff is in the hotel or the air, wherever, Airbnb. The Airbnb. Like, if you were an Uber driver, though, would you go that far? No! I would, like, pull over and wake him up and be like, dude, did you mean to go, like, 300 miles? Yeah, because you're not getting that money. Uber. For the long ride. should fire that guy immediately <laughs> for being an idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you can't just everybody's do, at fault here when someone puts their address <laughs> in there and it's five hours away your first question should be are you sure you want me to drive you five hours right now and what kind of guy doesn't have anything to do for 11 hours that's what like, i'm saying let's just do that how's he well, like unless he picks up a fare wherever the hell he dropped that guy off that's coming back to west virginia He's losing all that money coming back. I have so many questions about this situation. Now, granted, had Uber existed back in the day, this guy would have been one of 100 in Morgantown, West Virginia, to put in his home address and ended <laughs> up, you know, having a test the next morning. They have, you know, they got a chemistry test the next morning, and uh, all of a sudden they're sitting they're in, in, uh, Kane. in... Yeah, they're... they're they're in Mansfield. It's like, look, I don't know what this... I'm not driving this guy here. I'm dropping him off at Deepy Doe. Yeah. Let yeah, them exactly. let them worry right. about this. Let them sort it out. Uh, and then the guy that paid him, that paid for it, the I, restaurant owner. I get it. 
Giovanazzi or what is it? Giovanazzi. That was his last name. Yes, Jamie Giovanazzo. So you had a debt. <laughs> now you owe me. I got it for thirty cents on the dollar from Uber. <laughs> Guy's gonna be driving a lot of food trucks back in New Jersey this summer. Right. I got a couple things. You gotta make I need a you to take from point A to point B. Now well, you're my Uber. You don't need to know what it is. Just take it there. Well, the Foo Fighters, big winners at the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Awards when last, was that? Night, oh, last uh, night at the Forum in Los Angeles. The band took home Rock Song of the Year for Run, holding off fellow nominees Papa Roche, Roach, uh, Theory of a Dead Man, Stone Sour, and Nothing More. However, Foo Fighters, Papa Roach, Royal Blood, and Highly Suspect all lost out to Metallica in the Rock Artist of the Year category. They have rock artists still? Apparently. Yeah, they do. That's good news. I didn't watch uh, too much of the iHeart. I knew it was going on. Um, I thought they were over because we had them here two weeks ago. Those were the real awards. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when we won, Val, for Best Duet? Yeah, you and Bill won. You also won. Well, I won for my long uh, um, relationship with with Budweiser. Life's achievement award. I was pretty good. I felt like a Madonna. Uh, again, mm-hmm. the, the an icon, Mr. Skin Lifetime Achievement Award, and but, I thought you were very on brand by not wearing pants, that's just like Madonna, <laughs> kind of what I do. But I didn't realize uh, that whole thing was uh, being was it on uh, television? Yes, yeah. it where, was. Where was it? Uh, it was on several networks. No kidding, several. Uh, I think TBS, TNT, yeah. and I forget what the other one was. Well, since iHeart is bankrupt, <laughs> what, what what were the statues made out of? Were, were they? They were, were they, IOUs. Were they stock certificates? Those are as good <laughs> as statues. Look. Those are IOUs. Yeah, that's right. You're like, you're like Bugsy Siegel at this point. <laughs> you can own part of the casino. Actually, all the trophies were, <laughs> were sponsored by Giovanazzo. Yeah, I bought you trophies. <laughs> I'm going to need you to do something for me, Katy Perry. Church of Scientology launching its own TV network. The church announced on Twitter this weekend that Scientology Network will debut tonight at 8 o'clock Eastern. The controversial church says you can catch the network's programming on DirecTV, Apple TV, Roku, Fire TV, iTunes, Google Play, and Scientology.tv. I'm afraid to watch it. Because they might might, you. They might put the voodoo on me, indoctrinate me without me knowing. And then all of a sudden... I'm a Scientologist, and I think everything's going great, and I'm going to achieve all my life's goals, and then I end up at Sea Org level, and I'm washing John Travolta's boat. <laughs> Let's just hope that's not a euphemism. It, I didn't and, mean it to and be. And he actually has a boat. No, I meant that to be actually he washing his boat. boat. Yeah. I know. Do you know how many people that guy's hit on? Yeah. Like, Everyone? He has to audition wives. Peter Cor- uh, Peter P. Correale. The comic who does the yeah. podcast with Sebastian Maniscalco. Yeah, he's a hilarious stand-up comic, yeah. It happened to him. Same one. What? Almost same story Tom as Tom Bo- Cruise. Oh, wait. No. John Travolta. Travolta. Oh, John Travolta. It's almost the same story that Bob Airy has. Bob oh. Airy's was in a steam room. I mean, that yeah. is... Aggressive. A, a steam room for John Travolta he's is He's lucky like, he got out of there. I know. He had dinner. What? He had no idea. He's like, oh, I'm having dinner with John Travolta. This is cool. Yeah. And then the next thing he knows, his answering oh. machine's like, hey, it's John. Want to want to fly my plane? <laughs> you know, Bibsy's. I don't know. Like, huh? He probably gets in there. Potash is tied up in the back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, hey, I got this gimp. <laughs> well, OJ says he didn't do it, but he has a pretty good idea of how he would have done it if he did it. 
Fox News yesterday showed a previously unaired video with O.J. Simpson from 2006 in which the juice went into hypothetical details about the murder. Uh, this guy, Charlie, shows up, the guy who I recently become friends with, and uh, I don't know why you had been buying the Cole's house, but it told me you wouldn't believe what's going on over there. And, uh, and I remember thinking, well, whatever's going on over there has got to stop, right? So we kind of hooked up together, and, uh, you know, I'm kind of broad-stroking this. We go over, get into Bronco and go over. Let, let's just go back and do the details. Where did you I'm park? i the detail. You park in, in the, the hypothetical, in the alley. You park in the alley. Yeah. In, in the, the hypothetical alley. You put on a wool cap and gloves. Uh, in the hypothetical, I put on a cap and gloves. Right. Yeah. And... Um, you reached under the seat for um, a knife. I always kept a knife in the car for the crazies and stuff because you can't travel with a gun. <laughs> I, why in the world would, if he is innocent, which he isn't, why would he ever agree to do that? Well, your first part answered that. He isn't. And apparently he agreed to do this interview because his, he wanted to unburden himself. And they thought he was going to fully admit without the hypotheticals, which he does. Because in the midst of saying hypothetical throughout this interview, he constantly says, I remember. He yes. screwed up tenses. Yeah. He starts speaking. First yeah. and third person. Yeah. You don't remember in the hypothetical. I remember at that point. Yeah. Uh, it's like, wait a minute. Is this still hypothetical? No, I hypothetically no, remember. I'm uh, hypothetically in recalling the hypothetical. This. Um but he wanted to include if I did it in the hypothetical so that he always had plausible deniability for his kids. Well, wasn't I thought that was why he did this interview because it was part of a, a book deal with Fox where they were trying to get him to publish something like it. This was well, yeah, this is a, not a new interview. This was done in 2006. Um, here he describes more about the hypothetical murder. And I think Charlie had followed this guy in one. Make sure it was no problem. And he brought the knife. As things got heated, uh, I just remember Nicole fell and hurt herself. And uh, this guy kind of got into a karate thing. And I said, well, you think you can kick my ass? And I remember I grabbed a knife. I do remember that portion, taking a knife from Charlie. And to be honest, after that, I don't remember. Except I'm standing there and there's all kind of stuff around. And... Um, um, what kind of stuff? Blood and stuff around. This is all hypothetical. But I, I remember. remember at that point. It's just insane. It's so crazy. Did you guys watch any of it? A little bit. I mean, I was slipping back and forth during the Penguin yeah. game. Yeah, me too. I The, the one, one part that was so creepy was she, he said, you know, I don't need to explain this to anybody. I'll see Nicole whenever I get to the the great beyond whenever i get to the pearly gates i'll see her and the the interviewer you know replies back and says what would you say to her and he he's totally caught off guard and he's like oh uh hey Nicole, remember remember me i was like oh god in the hypothetical in the hypothetical in the, in the hypothetical i would say i'm sorry i killed you cuz i remember <laughs> when i was killing her i felt yeah. very sorry hypothetically oh. 
Forecast today, clouds and sun temperatures in the low 40s. It's 26 at DVE. St. Patty's Day this Saturday, the big parade, of course, here in Pittsburgh. And this year it falls right on an actual St. Patrick's Day. Uh, and no better time for you to become familiar with a great foundation that each and every year Sam Kane and uh, his crew from St. Baldrick's puts together this huge head-shaving party that benefits pediatric cancer research for St. Baldrick's. And Sam is uh, joining us right now in studio. Sam, good morning. How are you, buddy? Good morning, Sam. Doing well. How are you guys doing? Good. Now, who'd you brought? You brought a friend. I did. I also brought Sam. Sam Weiner. He's a student at Quaker Valley High School. Oh, nice. Sam, How? Uh, what uh, grade are you in? I'm in 11th. 11th, your junior. Yeah. Dude, you have a nice head of hair. Thank you. Yeah. How long have you been growing that head of hair? Since the last event. Okay. A year. Get close to the microphone. There you go. So if that that's how much it grows in a yeah, year? I'm jealous, dude. Dude. <laughs> that is a main. I'd kill to have that hair. So you have basically a huge sideshow Bob thing going on right now. <laughs> and you're going to shave this off for St. Baldrick's. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. All right, Sam, for those who don't know, tell them how they can, uh, or first of all, tell them what's going on and uh, how they could become involved. Sure thing. So, unfortunately, every two minutes, a a parent gets the news that their child has cancer. And only 4% of the total amount of money that's earmarked for cancer research goes towards pediatrics. And that's where the St. Baldrick's Foundation comes in. It's the largest volunteer-driven charity that raises money exclusively for pediatric cancer research. And it's made in part by events like this where people come and they pledge to get their head shaved, uh, people like Sam over here mm-hmm. and, and myself. And um, the great thing about our event is that um, since 2005, almost $2 million in grant money has gone to Children's Hospital Pittsburgh of UPMC. So the event is truly awesome. a local one, and um, we have a great partnership with Children's, and we have a great partnership with you guys because you're, you're so willing to have us in here all the time and help promote our event. But uh, – Mr. Weiner over here is our top fundraiser to date. Dude. He's nice. raised nice, uh, more than $7,000 on his own. What? Whoa. How did you awesome. do that? Uh, probably my parents' friends. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. I thought you were going to be like, weed. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah, sell a lot of weed. Um, that's awesome. $7,000. What made you want to become, as a student, as a young fella, so uh, philanthropically uh, uh, intertwined here with St. Baldrick's? Well, this is technically my fourth year, but uh, last year my mom was diagnosed with leukemia mm-hmm. in about her 50s, and that started that year to kick drive to drive a lot of money, and then she recently passed away. Oh, man, I'm so sorry to hear that. I'm Thank sorry you. to hear that, man. And then that year, this year, is that's why I've been trying to raise a lot more money. So we've been sending out a lot more emails. I've got a lot more of my friends involved through wristband sales and a lot of pamphlets and flyers. And uh, it's been like a really important year for me to raise a lot of money because I know my mom would have wanted me to. Oh, man, oh, you're great. a great kid. That is such an awesome story. Uh, St. Baldrick's this Saturday at Clotta Irish Pub, uh, which is everyone knows where Clotta is, down on the south side so. works. Uh, and you have a big tent set up outside. We do. And Sammy, you have the guys from uh, Izazu on board, do I understand? We do. The, you know, uh, and I want to say, I want to point out, Emilio, Gino, Caesar, all the fine folks down there at Izazu, they do a ton of, of uh, charity work each year, and they always look forward to being a part of this. Yeah, they're, they've been a great supporter um, since we were trying to remember how long it's been. This is my 11th year, and um, I think they've pretty much been there for everyone. We also get some great help from uh, the parlor, salon, and spa that's in Monroeville. Because um, these folks, they, they don't get paid for this event, and they send stylists down on a Saturday. Maybe mm-hmm. they're only day off, and yeah. they're out there braving 
the cold sometimes. Luckily, this Saturday it's going to be really warm compared to last year. So Good. if uh, if you don't win your uh, your monster St. Patrick's Day contest <laughs> with uh, Sean Casey as your wingman going all over town, you should definitely be at our event and uh, and hang out well, and see the yeah. uh, the emotions. Uh, they run high. It's 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 uh, it's a great event. It gets in your blood and. People just have a great time, and uh, we're having a ball right now. I I love this event, and uh, I've been uh, a whole bunch of different times. It is a great party, and it's a great place to make a stop on your St. Paddy's Day itinerary. Uh, social, uh, or, or rather, the ride-sharing, uh, Lyft, Uber, use that uh, to your uh, fullest potential. Take it from West Virginia on Saturday <laughs> and bounce around, but make sure St. Baldrick's is in your plans for Saturday from 9.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. outside of Clotta. They'll be there. Sammy, this is your 11th year. It is. Good for you, buddy. Wow. It's been a great, it's been a great run. Like I, I said. I remember it was got, your first year. I know. It was, uh, I'm old news now, though. This is, this is the story here. The difference you know? is, is like most of your friends now are, are actually bald. Yeah. It's yeah. Hard back to get, then, it's you guys hard had hair. You're not. But, yeah. You've got tons of hair. And but. that's kind of why I'm probably still involved. Th- there you go. <laughs> well, you're blessed with, both of you are blessed with a uh, nice quaff. And, uh, and uh, Sam Weiner, boy, a great job by you. I can't say enough about how impressed I am with you. $7,000 raised in your mom's name. She's smiling down on you and super proud, buddy. Way to go. Uh, St. Baldrick's. And to donate online if they can't make it. Sure thing. org slash events slash Pittsburgh. We're going to have Joe, our producer, put that out on social media so people can just click on it and then uh, and donate and uh, help out both Sams here as they effort to uh, get the highest total yet for St. Baldrick's. What's the total so far since 2005? Almost 2 million going to children's. That's awesome. Uh, but at least uh, 250 million in research grants in total um, from St. Baldrick's. So Across it's, the it's, country. Yeah, it's a big deal. There, we, we need them. But you have helped spearhead that $2 million, which goes right to Children's Hospital Pittsburgh, UPMC, for life-saving research. Well done by you. Good, you job. Good job. Thanks for having Sam's. us. All right, man. Thanks. We'll see you on uh, Saturday. Good deal. Mike's coming in next sports. Pens get the W last night and the tournament bracket set. Pittsburgh gets a pretty cool draw for the games they'll be hosting this weekend. It's all coming up next. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuta with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. And the, the tournament bracket is set and a pretty cool draw for Pittsburgh. Oh, a tremendous draw for Pittsburgh. You know, there, there hasn't been a tremendous buzz about college basketball around here this year. I don't know if that's because Pitt went winless. In conference, because Duquesne, while improved this year, has been down for so long, mm-hmm. or because West Virginia just keeps losing to Kansas. Every time you get a little excited about the Mountaineers, here come the Jayhawks, and that cures that. But uh, to me, the mm-hmm. NCAA tournament is the best event in sports. Uh, World Series, Super Bowl, Stanley Cup, Kentucky Derby. If I had to pick just one that I was allowed to watch, it would be the NCAA tournament. I think the the initial week is as good as the Final Four weekend, and the Final Four weekend's phenomenal. Uh, and we have uh, some great attractions coming to the city of Pittsburgh Thursday and Saturday at PPG Paints Arena. It's going to start with Rhode Island against Oklahoma. Does the uh, NCAA have a sense of humor knowing that Rhode Island coach Danny Hurley has been linked as a possible successor to Kevin Stallings at Pitt? Uh, multiple outlets reporting that he would be in the mix. How about Mike Krzyzewski and Duke taking on Iona at 245 on Thursday? Coach K. What more do you need to say? I mean, don't get any bigger than that in terms of uh, college basketball celebrity. Royalty. 
the dirtiest player in uh, the NCAA. <laughs> Grayson Allen. Also going to be here. Who can also play if he's if he's locked in and, and shooting. He's he's worth the price of admission that way. Every time he has a cheap shot, we should have those two Yinzers that watch the ambulance getting stolen do a play-by-play of it. <laughs> oh, my God. What in the hell is this going to do when he's trying to get in the ambulance? He's you can get the driver to... door now. Look. <laughs> what one. in the hell is this guy doing? He's trying to hip check this guy running through the bank. Uh, number one seed Villanova is taking on Long Island U or Radford, the winner of a play-in game. Uh, Jay Wright and the uh, recent defending uh, recent national champion Wildcats. Albie's fired up. His Wildcats are coming to town. Maybe he'll try to interview Jay Wright. He can do it as as long as he does it as Bino. From now on, Albie should just do everything as Bino. Chase him down after the Chase game. Chase him down after run the game. Behind him with a it's a lot easier to run on the on the court. It is. On the hardwood than like it is Al- on the I like ice. Albie in this matchup. Yeah. <laughs> and Virginia Tech and Alabama at 9.20 p.m. Alabama, an up-and-down team this season. But when Alabama's on, it is fun to watch. Uh, the aforementioned Mountaineers are going to play Friday in San Diego. They're a five-seed in the East Regional. They're taking on 12-seed Murray State, the dreaded 5-12 matchup. That's one where upsets happen. March Madness has arrived. Starts Tuesday night with the first two of the four playing games, which I guess they really don't call them playing games anymore, but I'm still going to call them that. Because that's what they are. Penguins uh, had a game last night against the Dallas Stars, and uh, both teams took the ice with 82 points, which meant uh, it was a pretty intriguing matchup. But the Penguins... Made a statement last night, and uh, they did so almost uh, from the initial drop of the puck. Here's Evgeny Malkin. Right away, like first shift, second shift, like we we, we show them like we we're ready to play. Like you know, it's a we understand like it's we're not a tough team, but uh, tonight I think we like most hard play like game I ever see. You know, like we blocking shot, we like we try like win every battle in the corner. You know, it's a unbelievable team effort. Like tonight, it's like really good game for us. Yeah, Malkin had another goal and another assist in that three-one Pens win. Over the stars. Pittsburgh is 21 8 1 since January the 2nd, and Malkin has 25 goals, 26 assists, and 51 points in those 30 games. It's on fire. And yet, what did you hear him talking about right off the bat in his interview last night? Blocking shots, winning battles in the corner, being a tough team to play against. He bodied somebody right in the beginning of the game, just set the tone off the jump. If they're going to be thinking that way the rest of the way, they're going to be a tough team to beat the rest of the way. The Pens played last night the way Mike Sullivan will be longing to see them play in the postseason. You know, I thought top to bottom, uh, our team defense was was as good as we've been all year in this game, and I think it's I, I think it's a blueprint for success, and, and that's what I that's what we told the guys after the game is, you know, we're capable of being every bit as good defensively as we as we are offensively and uh, when we pay attention to the details. And, and I thought our guys top to bottom tonight did a terrific job. Yeah, he's wanted them to uh, be that for a while now. Uh, he's been stressing defense. And, you know, if the offense isn't there, play defense and let the offense come from playing good defense. Uh, another thing that Mike Sullivan has been harping on since he got here was the Penguins not becoming uh, distracted or deterred. Don't be soft mentally. Take the breaks of the game as they come and play through them. The Pens did that, uh, getting a second-period power play goal 
taken off the board after a replay review. Chintzy call, but the right call on an offside. And uh, the Penguins just kept coming thereafter. Here's Patrick Hornquist. We, we didn't get down for, from, from that call. We just kept going and, and played a really good third period. And we didn't give him much. And, and all credit to them, too. They have a hell of a team. They're hard to play against. And this was one of our better games as, as a group uh, here this year, for sure. Gave up four shots in the third period. Hmm. Protecting the lead. Four shots. One of the things they said all through the broadcast, Mike, and in the in between periods was how intense the Penguins were on the on the back check, just getting back, not allowing those odd man rushes that they've been giving up over and over and over again in in recent past. Yeah, and that's so important because it uh, it allows your defense to step up if they know they have the help coming from the backside. They can challenge the rush at the blue line and not give up the blue line and not give up. P- possession in the offensive zone uh they were uh methodical almost machine like i thought last night ruido seems to be uh finding his oats yeah they got uh they got the mix right now if they can stay healthy on defense it's gonna be an interesting postseason pirates five nothing winners over the blue jays in spring training play yesterday the bucks are six nine and two uh, home runs from adam frazier his first and gregory polanco his second they've got the orioles in Bradenton today, Tyler Glass now will be serving up the batting practice this afternoon for the Buckos. Hey, a couple days away, the great sports debate, March the 14th. That's Wednesday, 7.30 at Tequila Cowboy on the North Shore. Doors are at 6.30. you got to be 21 to go through those doors. Sponsored by Bud Light, as always. I'll be there. Mark Madden will be there. Stan, the Godfather, Savern will be there. Adam Crowley and Tim Benz will be there. Sean Collier, the warm-up comedian, Bob McLaughlin, the point guard slash host. Tickets are free, but uh, if you want to go large, and hey, if you're going, why wouldn't you want to go large? A $20 VIP ticket will get you free food and two complimentary Bud Lights. Go to dve.com and uh, sign up for that VIP package or just register your presence. It's filling up, so uh, get to dve.com today and assure your spot for the great sports debate 2018. And I understand Mark Madden will be a gentleman boxing people. At the end of the night, there'll be a, a, a boxing ring set up. There'll be some gentleman boxing. I didn't know that. Does that, yeah. does that mean you have to yeah. have your fist underhanded? Yes. You have to wear a tank top, a white tanked tee, tucked into your shorts. Do you have to have a handlebar mustache? Yes, that helps. Yes. I still think he should do the mechanical bull challenge. I mean, he's going to win. He'll just be like Ogre in Revenge of the Nerds, and like he won't, the thing won't really move him. He can just sit in there with a pitcher of Coors Light and Pouring it all over himself, <laughs> spitting it up in the air. There'll be a belching contest afterwards. Do you I don't know. I mean, you know, it's up to you guys. I mean, let's yeah. let's liven it up this year. Is what I'm saying. Physical it's, challenge. It's you guys have lively. yet to institute a phys- physical challenge to the great sports debate. Why can't it be the great sports debate and wipeout course? It's something I to think that that's what it has to be next year. Next year, and we have like a downhill slalom something. element to it. Yeah, or just a big slip and slide with. I don't know. A Todd Haley break your hip contest? Yes. At the end of each segment, whoever the audience deems the weakest link in the argument has to go through said course. I like that. Let the audience call it. Let the the audience uh, set up a spanking machine for them to have to go through. Unless you want to end up in the gauntlet, you you better come with your A game. This past Friday, Gary Owen, comedian Gary Owen was on the show. He sold out six shows. 
at the yeah. Improv this weekend. I think every member of the Steelers was there, including mm-hmm. Ryan Shazier. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Ryan Shazier posted a picture with Gary um, backstage in the green room at the Improv. And when we come back, I want to replay one of my favorite moments from the show on Friday with Gary Owen and Sally Wigan, which was just hilarious. Uh, that's on the way. Plus, talking pens with Seth Rohrbaugh from The Athletic and Steelers talk coming up with Jerry Dulac. Will Mitch be back or not? It's on the way. DVE. It's the DVE Morning Show. Randy Bauman along with Bill Crawford, Val Porter. You know, Gary Owen is one of the funniest guys in the country. He hadn't been back to Pittsburgh in a while. It was great to have him in studio this past Friday. Uh, It sounds awful, but a a buddy of mine passed away. I went to his funeral, and oh, my God. I've been to black churches long, (laughs) but this black funeral was on another level. (laughs) Like, I I had to speak for him. and To the point where you ever go to a funeral, and it's so long, you go to your wife, like, don't let that happen to my funeral. (laughs) Like, I'm literally, I got her instructions (laughs) that I'm not going to be at my funeral. I'm not going to be there. Physically, I guess I'll be there, but I'm not going to be there. But I'm literally already telling her, don't let that happen to my funeral. I'm serious. (laughs) Like, if she does, what am I going to do? I'm dead. You know what I mean? Like, I'm looking at her like, I'm serious. (laughs) This guy... It, I just told her when I die, because my wife is convinced she's going to live longer than me, I said, just have my boys go and tell stories and then call it a day. Just tell, I don't yeah. want people, when people start moving their butt cheeks in the chair, it's going too long <laughs> in the pews. That's when you know when people start moving. So this, my buddy, he passes away. They asked me to speak. So I speak at a funeral. And the funeral's going great, as weird as that sounds. Yeah. Like people are telling good stories about Devin. And then his uncle went up, who was a preacher. Oh, and it was a wrap. It was nothing to do with Devin. It was people trying to get saved, like, who ain't right with Jesus? And like people like three people raise their hand and go, That ain't enough. That ain't enough. I'm like, dude, you just raise your hand. And someone's like, I already got saved. We'll get saved again. I, I I all my kids' life, I'm not lying about this. The dude went so long, a guy from the side had to get in his ear like Yo, we only got the cemetery till five o'clock. <laughs> we gotta get Devin in the ground. It was like four fifteen. Like we had to get Devin in the ground, or he was, his cast was just gonna sit there all night. Paying the grave diggers overtime, <laughs> like, man. We gotta, we gotta hurry this up. All morning, he and Sally Wigan were were getting along off the air as well. And so by the end of the show, Gary, being from <laughs> Cincinnati, and Sally remembering that she has a not tangential relationship to Cincinnati sports uh, brings up something that, uh, well, Gary couldn't resist. We began talking about the fact that Richard Marks is married to Daisy Fuentes from MTV. I can't believe he's married to Daisy Fuentes. That's I was crazy. Say, why yeah. am I like the girl there for a minute. Wait a minute. Why am I blanking, hon? I, I know. MTV? Oh, okay, okay. Remember the okay. Beach House? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yes. those okay, days, okay, you know, okay. with uh, the newfound sort of yeah, awareness yeah. of everything that's going on right now. I mean, now, I was actually married then. The You were married then? Yeah. To Richard, Richard Marks. Marks? Corey Hart? No. Did they play Richard Marks at your wedding? Robert Famous. Yes, you were Sally Famous. Bobby Famous. Yeah, you were, you were Sally. Your husband's last name was Famous? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. She was Sally Famous. Oh, 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 my God. Horshack. He played. He was signed by the Cincinnati Reds way back in the fifties, and then he only played ball for Your three husband years. Husband was signed in the fifties by the he, Reds. He was a lot older than I was, and no, I'm really old. No, really. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that. He was math, signed Sally. as an infant. Holy no, cow! No, he was old. <laughs> like in the fifties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Right, right. 50s. Oh my god. No, no. So, so wait. What so, did he? Use, what, I mean, what was but your he, song? He played, when you guys slept you know together. What? <laughs> 
Like, what was this jam in this like, Sally Randy, famous household? Randy you know? knows this is like way. And I said to myself, what a wonderful world. Kill it, Mr. Famous. <laughs> I see stars, stars, redbirds. You saw redbirds? <laughs> I'd be wondering if my grandfather hit my grandpa. My grandpa was hitting it from the back with my grandma. Was was playing my, I think what's left in my career is now over. Oh, no, no, everything's uh, fine. She said he was a lot older than me. Uh, <laughs> this is what they got down. These guys. Big band music. Right. Comes out with the rope, drops it. Shoo, shoo. Right now, that's every inch of Richard Martin. <laughs> He's got a piano tattooed on his junk. <laughs> Richard Marsh does. You know what? It wasn't the 50s. Not a baby grant. I think it, was, it wasn't the 50s. I think it was the early 60s. I'm, I'm a little screwed Huge difference. Up. Huge <laughs> difference. Sorry about that. Wait, or maybe the late 50s. I'm, I'm confused. All right. Salad. Now I gotta start Can you figuring out the math. Having sex to this music. You gotta wind the I mean, big troll up first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can be nice. That's that's, uh, that's foreplay. This is why I got. Wait, yeah. no, I can't good? even address Can this. Can you imagine? Not. We're not talking about you at all, Sally. We're just Sally, talking not about you. We're talking about the people who did. Okay. Back in the 40s, have Can sex you imagine? to Duke Ellington. You 40s, we're talking sick. Hey, would you I know, come back except to my we're hotel? not talking about you. <laughs> okay. Let's come back to the hotel. You're winding. Yeah. Like you said the record <laughs> player. player piano. Yeah. Would you like some wine? <laughs> <laughs> Gary Owen on the show this past Friday. He, he was telling us stories. He had the whole team over his house when he played the Bengals, he had the whole offense. Having dinner. Told him it was a social media blackout, though, because he would get crushed by the Bengals. That's so funny. <laughs> He's always been friends with the Steelers. I don't know what it is. Steelers are friends with a lot of comics. Ralphie May was a big uh, mm-hmm. uh, fan of the Steelers and friends with a lot of the guys, too. Look, a lot of those guys are from Ohio or well, went to Ohio State. Shazier. Yeah. That's why you had that great pick with uh, Ryan Shazier backstage in the green room at the Improv there. Gary Owen on the show this past weekend. Val's got news coming up next. What are you talking about there, Valerie? We're going to talk a little bit more about OJ's hypothetical. If I did it. If I did it. Confession to murder. Double murder. How did he not the, the understand that when he said hypothetically and then he said uh, by saying, well, I then I remember this happened. How did his lawyer let him do that interview? That's what I'm saying. I, Although I he had already no been idea. found innocent, or not guilty at that point. Right. So. It, I don't he could know. have said, yep, I definitely did it. <laughs> Talking Penguins with Seth Rohrbach coming up 8-15. <laughs> the Athletics, Seth Rohrbach, and uh, Jerry Dulac from the Post-Gazette. Talking about uh, the Steelers, and will they be dropping Mike Mitchell, as is being reported by Ian Rappaport and others, in order to make some cap room to sign Lev Bell, the latest coming up, DVE. Prince. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuta with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. Mike. March Madness has arrived in full force. The conference tournaments are over. Selection Sunday was yesterday, and it'll begin again on Tuesday night, uh, the first of the play-in games. That's uh, 640 Long Island U against Radford. That'll be followed by... St. Bonaventure against UCLA then on Wednesday. A couple of more. North Carolina Central against Texas Southern, followed by Arizona State and Syracuse. And then Thursday, 
it begins in earnest. And uh, what a field Pittsburgh has drawn for the sub-regional PPG Paints Arena. You've got number one Villanova. You've got uh, number one seed Villanova, number two seed Duke. You've got seventh seeded Rhode Island and maybe potential next Pithead coach Danny Hurley. You've got Oklahoma and Trey Young. You've got Alabama, a great field of eight. Uh, let's play some tournament basketball Thursday and Saturday at the PPG Paints Arena. West Virginia is a fifth seed in the East Region. Bob Huggins' team has drawn Murray State, a 12 seed, on Friday at 4 o'clock in San Diego. Ring it on. Even if you don't follow college basketball all year, and judging by the crowds at the Peterson Event Center, you haven't. I think the NCAA tournament is still an attention-getting event. Uh, a lot of people all of a sudden start watching the games. Seems like everywhere you go, at least everywhere I go, it's on TV. You hear the squeaking of sneakers, the blowing of whistles, and uh, you see the guys in the business suits and the old school hat on and uh, people breaking out the old sweatshirts and whatnot. And, Seems uh, like the majority of the games come down to the buzzer. At least at least we want to believe that, and enough of them do to perpetuate mm-hmm. that belief. Did you? Maryland-Baltimore County won its uh, conference tournament and made – made it to the NCAAs on a last-second three. And the kid who hit the shot said he just they – they had it was a stoppage in play, and the coach gave him a play, and he said, nah, F that. He just decided not to run the play and take the shot. And he made it. And now they're dancing. And now they're dancing. That's uh, uh, it's good stuff. Uh, can't wait for Thursday in the NCAA tournament with the Penguins. Looked playoff ready and then some last night against the Dallas Stars. The Pens win it 3-1. to one. Their night's work included allowing just 18 shots on goal, including a mere four in the third period while they were trying to protect a 2-1 to one lead. Here's goaltender Casey DeSmith. As a goalie, you can't ask for better than that. You know, guys were blocking shots, keeping them to the perimeter for the most part, uh, chipping it out, getting it deep, all the little things. And, uh, you know, you can tell just by the, the few amount of chances they had in that period that, that we played it the right way. Yeah, it was kind of that way all night long as a coach. You can't ask for much more than Mike Sullivan got from his guys last night. You know, from start to finish tonight, this was one of the more complete efforts that that we've had all year. It was, I thought, on both sides of the puck, we had some pretty good high-quality scoring chances. Uh, I thought every line contributed. I thought the power play was dynamic. Um, you know, and, and our play away from the puck was was pretty good. I mean, we were stingy defensively, and that's that's the formula, that's the blueprint, I think, uh, for us moving forward is, you know, we, we can be as every bit as good defensively and, and away from the puck as as we are when we have the puck, and, and it always is predicated upon our ability to use our, our foot speed and our skating. We need to come up with a, with a bingo card for all of the phrases moving forward that he hits. Playing the right way. Right side of the puck. Connor Sherry. I love the moving forward is my favorite. Lower body injury. Because if, if you're not moving forward, you're either inert or you're moving backward. And you don't want to be either of those last things. Uh, speaking inertially. Uh, you never I, hear him say that. <laughs> and, and he made the point about blueprint. He, he mentioned that multiple times. Um you heard multiple guys talking about how good a team Dallas is and how hard Dallas is to play against. That they are they're legit the stars. And the Penguins just 
overwhelmed them, I thought. It was only 3-1, to one, but... Well, look, for a team that had defensive concerns, you know, not long ago, we were wondering yeah. if anybody was going to step up, and uh, not having your goaltender there to back them up, you know, where the, the table was turned, and you had to have great defensive efforts and able to help out these guys who were, you know, on a short-term basis, you know, DeSmith and Tristan Jari, you're only counting them in a, counting on them in a backup role. Um, four shots in the third period is all you got to know. That's, you're going to win when that happens. Ruedel seemed to have, as soon as he uh, popped back in for Hunwick, he'd been working hard to uh, get his crap together yeah. you know, off the ice, and he's just, you know, was ready to go. How would he sit for two months or something like that? 27 games, I think. Some of it was injury, and then for a long time it was just. Yeah, it was like 15 games. He was a healthy scratch. Yeah. But, you know, he did the mental reps and did all the stuff and uh, did all the work you have to do when you're yeah. not playing. They always tell those guys, prepare as if you're going to play and be ready. Yeah. When you get called, you got to be able to answer that call. Yeah. And uh, the only. The depth on defense should be a little concerning. No, no, because Hunwick's seven, right? I yeah. mean, and I don't know that there is an eight. And two months is a long time. But for now, the Penguins are back in first place in the Metropolitan Division with 84 points. Caps one behind at 83 and have two games in hand on the Pens. Pittsburgh is uh, at the Rangers on Wednesday night. Or what's left of the Rangers? <laughs> Most of the Rangers are in Tampa. I know they had a fire sale. And at Montreal on Thursday. College hockey over the weekend. Penn State eliminated from the Big Ten semifinals 3-2 to two at Notre Dame on Saturday. The Nittany Lions awaiting uh, a bid to the 16-team NCAA tournament as an at-large team. Robert Morris makes it to the Final Four in the Atlantic Hockey Conference for the fifth season in a row. The Colonials sweep Holy Cross 4-1 and 5-1 in Worcester, Massachusetts. Boy, what a campus Holy Cross has. Yeah. Phenomenal. Great facilities. Really, yeah, they're doing a great job. They got a Gordy Lackbaum statue on campus. Got a Bob Cousy statue. Oh, dude. I love Bob Cousy. And uh The Steel. They have uh, they have the neatest athletic plant. It, it's only a couple years old. Uh, they got a huge donation. And the middle of it is their athletic hall of fame, which is very well presented and around it uh you go down one hall, and it's the hockey rink. You go down another, and it's the swimming pool. You go down another, and it's the basketball arena. You go down another, and it's the indoor football facility. It's all one building. Oh, wow. And it's really uh, a phenomenal facility for any school, particularly one the size of Holy Cross. And uh, yeah, It seems like a massive structure, Mike. It's There's a lot there. And right out in front of it is the Bob Cousy statue. And that night inside is that 1947 NCAA champions banner. A long time ago, but they won it. Oh yeah, St. Patty's Day is coming up this Saturday. You could have the best St. Patty's Day ever. Get your shamrocks off with DBE. Submit your own lir- uh, limerick, and you could uh, be in the running to win two nights hotel downtown, kegs and eggs. the ne- The next morning, Saturday morning, at Mulaney's Harp and Fiddle. Then ride in the parade in the DVE Schultz Ford parade truck with Sean Casey, the mayor, the one and only Sean Casey, Bill Crawford, and myself. Also, uh, Val, are you going to be there? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Valerie will be there. Yeah, and Val. Then uh, you Uber, we'll have unlimited Uber for you over to the Hard Rock Cafe for corned beef and curry in the afternoon. They're going to be playing, and you'll have VIP accommodation there. Then Uber back over uh, to the south side. 
for the Bastard Bearded Irishman's album release of their brand new record, which I'm uh, very much looking forward to. You'll be the guest MC that night, Saturday night. So you'll go on stage in front of all those drunken revelers, mm-hmm. revelers and uh, you'll bring the band on. I Knowing those guys, they're going to incorporate you into the act one way or another. You have to wear a kilt. Uh, probably they'll probably give you one backstage. You'll at least be doing shots with them. Yeah, for sure. And then you got Permanis provided for you. Big w- finish. W- when you're done there, that's right. Cap it off with a cap and egg. Beautiful. And then go back to your uh, hotel room that we have hooked up for you. It's the best damn St. Patty's Day you could ever want to have. All you got to do is be able to come up with a limerick. And by the way, if your limerick stinks, I mean we're probably not going to pick you. I mean we have to hang out with you. <laughs> We don't want some weirdo. <laughs> if you're unsure of what a limerick is, there is an example on the website when you go to enter. No, you know what? It's if, not if, one if you line. If, let us know, if you have to look up what a limerick is, I don't think we want to hang out with you. <laughs> yeah, it's not. this isn't your contest. Yeah. Well, no, you can figure it out. There once was a man from blah, blah, blah. Who bothered the butter the blah, blah. Everybody knows how those go. Maybe not. It's A-A-B-B-A. That's the form. Select start. I think that's how you get 30 guys on contract. It's 27 degrees now at DBE. I'm Val Porter. The White House is rolling out President Trump's plan to fight gun violence in schools. The recommendations include strengthening the background check system and encouraging states to allow qualified armed personnel into schools. Trump also is planning to set up a new federal school safety commission led by Education Secretary Betsy DeVos. The plan does not call for raising the minimum age for buying assault-style weapons to 21, which Trump had previously supported more americans are likely to have heart attacks today uh that is because it's the first day the first monday of daylight savings time a study led by researchers at the university of michigan found the number of heart attacks goes up 24 percent on the day after most of the u.s springs forward according to one theory the rise in heart attacks might be linked to that lost hour of sleep Arizona and Hawaii, the only states that don't observe daylight savings time, although it is observed on the Navajo Nation in northeastern Arizona. Daylight savings time also not observed in the territories of Puerto Rico, the U.S. Virgin Islands, American Samoa, Guam, and the northern Mariana Islands. Uh, I don't understand daylight savings. I don't either. Or you're saving. Not- yeah, it's daylight saving. Nope. I said savings. Plural. Well, it's Pittsburgh. It's not a bank. We put S on everything. <laughs> I, I, it seems like an antiquated process that we've somehow not let go of. Wouldn't it be better in those winter months to have more daylight for yeah. your for yeah. your sanity, for your sad, for the potential to yeah. get a for your emotional health, just to be exposed possibly to a little more vitamin D? Seems like it would be a good idea. And Florida voted it down yesterday, so they're not doing it if it goes on next year. <laughs> Like, if the rest of the country does it next year, Florida's going to well, be an hour different. Arizona and Hawaii don't do it. Yeah, but they're already a time zone away from us. So somebody in oh, our, yeah, okay. in our time zone. So you'll be driving across the Georgia-Florida border, and the time will change. How do you how do you arrange meetings? Like, do you just say, is that 4 o'clock your time or 4 o'clock my time? And how does your iPhone know when to change? I don't know, but yeah. it does. I mean, between knows. states, you mean? Yeah. yeah. Like if you're going over the border there from Alabama to Florida. Mm-hmm. You have to. What if you drive? What if you live? It goes from 1974 to 2018. 
Well, if you have your location services on, it's basically following you everywhere. Right. Oh, that's a good point. I guess you it's know. programmed in there. I don't know. I don't know why I'm worried about Tim Cook. I'm, I'm sure they'll figure it out. But I don't think anybody should do the daylight saving is what I'm trying to say. Stupid. No, I, I, I'd, I'd love to have more daylight. All the time. All the time. Like, if anything, eh, maybe we should push it in another hour. Let's leave it dark <laughs> in the morning till 8 o'clock all the time. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be awful. For who? Everybody. Why? Because everybody would be getting up and going to work in the dark. That's what we do. That's I, what, yeah. I know, but. Let them feel our pain. Uh-huh. I think that's a bad idea. Doesn't it feel oh, weird no, when no, you no. wake up and it's dark? I hate that mm, still. Not anymore. That's pretty normal. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, like just... who? D- now I just feel like that's what who you do. Who gets up when it's daylight? I know. I never do. <laughs> I used to. <laughs> Even on the anybody weekend. who was a comic. <laughs> oh yeah, you get up in the, like mid afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Even on the weekend, I'll get up and then I go back to bed. I mean, I try to. I'm dead. I'm gonna have a heart attack today. <laughs> We might all. I looked at my phone at one. There was like five people staring at somebody's phone at one fifty nine on Saturday as we closed down a bar, and they're like, "Oh, it's just gonna it's gonna turn to three. We we're just like morons. Like, I wonder, I wonder what it's gonna do. And then went click right to three, and we we're all like, "Oh, it, it went to yeah, three. It's Why like dropping the ball? Boy, we're hey. morons." It's CSI Fido in Breckenridge, Colorado. Spokeswoman Haley Littleton says town leaders could start DNA testing dog poop left outside of town-owned apartments. If leaders sign off on the idea, people living in the apartments would have to put their dog's DNA profile on a database. Then poop left on the ground would be tested and owners of the dog would be fined. I am all for it. But there's going to be so many people that are just not going to be on the grid, right? They're not going to... Agree to be know, in that database. To. You don't have to. You just pick up the dog crap and yeah, they put it in. If you've solve offe- the problem. Yeah. If, so if there's dog crap on the street, yeah. you just put that in the database. Okay. And then if you see someone happen, doing it. Then what? You go up and say, look, I got to give uh, give your Fido a little uh, DNA cotton swab. I still think we should fight cancer before we put any sort of pe- any <laughs> biological know how to work on this starting a dog poo dna database and you definitely don't want to be the I, you really have to be last in your class in you know graduating with any sort Solving of a big biological problem. degree it's to cool. go work for the dog poop force it spreads <laughs> disease you take off your glasses like david what's his name caruso david caruso seems that we have found the real culprit I don't have a good uh, dog poop. <laughs> I was waiting. I was going to try. He looked at me and I'm like, wait, I don't have one. I don't really have one. A crew member on the set of the Motley Crew biopic, The Dirt, is hospitalized after being electrocuted. The person who has not been identified was injured over the weekend on the film's New Orleans set. Uh, this person is expected to make a full recovery. The film is an adaptation of the 2001 collaborative autobiography of the band's The Dirt Confession of the World's Most Notorious Rock Band book which was on the New York Times bestseller for four weeks. The 2018 iHeartRadio Music Awards were held last night, and Bon Jovi given the Icon Award. Here's uh, John thanking the iHeart bigwigs. I want to take just a second to uh, thank iHeart, to thank um, John Sykes, Tom Pullman, John Ivey, Rich Bressler, and I want to thank... The three and a half decades of fans that have been listening to Bon Jovi songs. 
Uh, here's John giving some advice to uh, the up-and-coming bands last night. We've been at this game a long time. And uh, the only advice I'll tell this incredible generation of incredible talent is just stay true to who you are, and then they're going to make you guys icons too someday. All right, thank you. Have a great night. Here's a clip of them performing as well last night. Ugh, whoa. Nah, that was not. <laughs> Take the award back. <laughs> Run out there. Get Bon Journey out there showing them how to do it. That's right. All of them. You know what Both I thought about them. it? You know how we want to have the Bon Journey off? Because there's three Bon Journeys. There's one in New York and two here in Western Pennsylvania. I don't think we recognize the one in New York. No, we do. And they need oh. to be, You know what would set one of them apart is if they got a Filipino guy to do the Journey songs. Or what if they turned that on its head and had a Filipino guy do the Bon Jovi songs? That would be really different. Mm. I still say we should do a Bon Journey off, and the winner gets to wear the crown and be the sole Bon Journey. And it's like a retirement match. Yeah, I like it. Exactly. The other one has to, <laughs> to retire. The other one has to start calling themselves Journey Jovi or something. Something, yeah. B- one of the most brilliant marketing ideas for a band I've ever heard. Bond Journey. It's it's so good. It just works. It's it's like, oh my God, what a, Perfect great, what a great idea. Just a party start to finish. With and everybody maybe, singing maybe every word. here more than anywhere else. I don't know. Well, apparently it works in New York, too. So, Well, last hour we didn't get to all of the audio from the O.J. Simpson If I Did It interview that aired on Fox last night. Here's O.J. talking about the phone call that he got after the murders. Early the next morning, O.J. was awakened in his Chicago hotel room by a call from the LAPD. When did you cut your finger? Um... To my knowledge, really, when I got the call the next morning, and this is the truth, um, when I got the call the next morning saying um, that Nicole had been murdered, had been was killed, was dead. And I kept saying, what do you mean dead, uh, killed, or whatever the words they use? I said, what do you mean? And as well, we can't tell you anything. Uh, we're still investigating, but where are you? And when can you get back here? And, and I think I actually went in the bathroom and it was dawning on me, I was, I didn't really throw a glass. I just was, you know, you, 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 and when I was putting it down, I just, it just smashed, <laughs> you know. Police believed that the cuts on OJ's hand probably came from the fingernails of one of his victims. Here is, oh. uh... Yeah, he had that huge gash on his hand. He talks like a guy who's in jail for murder that admitted to doing the murders and was asked to pretend he didn't. He almost doesn't <laughs> care about the details. He's like, well, murder, or kill, or I don't know what the language was used. Uh, he's just making it all up. Mm-hmm. He also talked about being angry at Nicole at the funeral. If you're angry with a person upon their death, when they die, it's not like that anger disappears, right? And, and, and because of the 911 call when I'm yelling at her about what's going on. It was like I want, it was almost like I want to say, I told you, didn't I tell you? Didn't I say to you? You know, it's whatever the was going on, you know what I mean? Didn't I? So you still got 
those kind of feelings in you and you still are trying to deal with I'm not going to be able to say this to this person I'm never going to be able to change this person's mind I'm never going to have an effect on this person again so Fox News wanted to submarine the debut of American Idol on ABC its former show cash cow Mm -hmm. has jumped networks and they put this salacious interview from 12 years ago is that how long ago it was 11 yeah uh, on the air, and uh, it just feels gross. We know he did it. Mm-hmm. Everybody does. So I always kind of like admonish myself when I'm starting to have fun with it. Like this guy murdered people, and we're letting him get away with it. Is mm-hmm. is there anybody who thinks he didn't? My oh, brother yeah, there's said, a bunch of people. There's there is a, uh, a theory out there that his son, one of his sons, actually did it because he was a chef and he had access to knives. Apparently, these chefs take their knives to and from work, and he was unstable. I don't know the veracity of any of those claims but that's one theory that's out there well there was a guy online last night that was tweeting you know he had a whole tweet storm about how oj was innocent and he didn't do it and why you know why wouldn't he had any bruises or you know even though he did have that gash and in the if i did it confession he says he had help Mm -hmm. it wasn't just him who is this charlie dude that he made up he said it was somebody that they had become friends with, and for whatever reason, he had been at Nicole's house and came to OJ and was like, you got to see what's going on over there. You would think one of her friends would be like, oh, yes, Charlie. One of the one of the craziest parts of the whole interview, in my opinion, was when he said he used to go to the cemetery and scream at her grave. And one day, the, like one of Nicole's friends was on the the panel in between the the interview segments and she said uh one time we got a call from the cemetery and it was you know the groundskeeper or somebody saying hey uh he's here and he's he's screaming at her gravesite they were like call the police they should put a recording device on her grave because he's probably still yelling at her and he's like Admitting to the murder over and over. But, like, who would have that kind of anger? I mean, he's really playing to the for whistle. S- yeah. for, for somebody that is, you know, the mother of at least two, like, two of his kids. Like, OJ, plays over. Just go away. Forecast today, clouds and sun, low 40s for the high. It's 28 at DVE. Well, in lighter news... In non-murder news, the Penguins looking pretty good right now. Seth Rohrbaugh from The Athletic joining us. How you doing, Seth? What's up, man? Dude, I'm serious who this Charlie guy is. Seriously. Who's he just, Charlie? He just made up a guy, and everyone's like, oh, okay, well, maybe it's Charlie. Maybe that was like code word for Cato or something. I don't know. Ooh, I like that. Marcus Allen? Somebody. Yeah, there's got to be. We'll, we could break it down. Like, if Charlie is like... Uh, who was in the Bronco I don't with him? Know. AC? Did he have any Vietnamese friends? <laughs> Seth, uh, the Penguins are killing it at home right now. And last night they get the 3-1 win. Maybe, uh, uh, as Patrick Hornquist said, one of their best defensive efforts in a long time. Yeah, I mean, it was a pretty complete effort. And, you know, against a pretty talented team in Dallas. I mean, Dallas has some all-stars, especially up front there. And um, the Penguins limited them to 18 shots or 17 shots or wherever it was last night. And, um uh, you know, for everything, everything you know, you want to celebrate the Penguins about with offensively, and you know, justly so. Uh, uh, you know, they showed they can do some things defensively, and uh, you know, it really ended up being maybe an easy night for Casey to Smith, the goaltender. But uh, 
But yeah, I mean, as you say, uh, as you said there, you know, Patrick Warnquist called it one of their most complete defensive games of the year. And is it a little attention getting, Seth, that it's not just Mike Sullivan talking about defense, it's Evgeny Malkin and Patrick Hornquist. If the players are going to buy in and want to play this way, they're going to be a hell of a tough out, are they not? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, they won the, the Cup the last two years, so I think uh, you know they, they probably have a fairly good idea what it takes uh, in terms of a complete effort or a complete buy-in, I guess. Um, but, uh, you know, maybe the message has finally maybe been received as far as it means for this season uh, after maybe, you know, coasting through a few kind of rough early parts of the season. But, um, no, I mean, you see Evgeny Malkin maybe really, really kind of talking about that and not so much maybe the two points he had last night. Uh, that's um, that's maybe a, a side point you can probably garner from this game uh, uh, with some curiosity, I guess. Alexiak uh, with another big night. You know, gets the goal defensively playing well. Was he inspired by playing for a former team that uh, never enabled him to play to his best? Um, he was diplomatic about it. He just kind of said he was, you know, happy to get a win, you know, happy to contribute. But uh, I, I, I think just by any player playing his former team, where especially if things maybe didn't work out, uh, uh, always maybe has a little bit extra juice going, and you know, especially you get that goal there. But um, you know. I, it's the guy who, you know, he was a four, number 14th overall pick in the draft in like 2011 or so. So um, there's talent there, there's skill there. Just for whatever reason, did not work out there in Dallas. He's had a fresh start here in Pittsburgh. And um, uh, he's even now maybe got a bit of an elevated, elevated role here with the Penguins, you know, compared to maybe his first two months he had here. Um, he's really cashed in. He's had like three points or something in his last two or three games. And uh, in all of 21 games he had with Dallas to start the season, he had three points. So. Um, you know, clearly things are working out much better here for, for him in Pittsburgh than they did in Dallas. Seth, is the, I don't want to say uh, elephant in the room, is the X factor uh, their lack of depth organizationally on defense, or, or is there a feeling that there might be uh, one or two potential guys they could turn to if need be in, in terms of a long-term injury to one of the top seven? You know, it's funny you mention that because, you know, I think, you know, I kind of held my breath a little bit last night when Brian Dumoulin kind of got tangled up on a rush up ice and like, oh, he yeah. looked off the ice and, you know, he came back to, like the next shift. But, um, you know, Matt Hunwick right now is their seventh defenseman. He's been ineffective. Uh, uh, their unofficial eighth defenseman, Frank Corrado, in Wilkes-Barre, he's, he's done for the year. He was uh, at practice the other day on crutches. Um, a couple of the other guys down at Wilkes-Barre, uh, you know, Andre Padan and um, uh, Luke Benson, um, they're dealing with some injuries right now, so um, they're a little thin in terms of just organizational organizational depth going down the Wilkes Bears. So, um, if they have an injury or two or an absence or two on defense, uh, it gets really curious at that point. But um, uh, you know, right now, I think they're pretty happy with the, with the six guys they're using right now. But um, uh, I think it's definitely a fair question if you, know, if you do see maybe another injury or something like that on that on that uh, blue line. Seth, speaking of Dumoulin, he had a pretty sweet goal taken off the board on uh, on Saturday night against Toronto. Don't you think that they should still keep that in his highlight reel? Because uh, I don't see him scoring a prettier goal than that. <laughs> I mean, he has all of uh, like seven goals in his career. I mean, I think he probably should keep any sort of offense, <laughs> right. uh, uh, regardless if he cheats or just picks the puck up and throws it in the net or whatever. But, um, you know, there's a pretty interesting point I thought by uh, Ken Hitchcock, the Dallas coach, uh, yesterday before the game where he said, you know, we probably should keep the focus on the goal scorer. If a guy wants going to pay the price and, and you know, do the extra effort to uh, to create a goal or score a goal, 
um, maybe defer to the goal scorer in that sense if you're going to review all these goals and you know break everything down. And uh, it seems like maybe the focus has been lost. And um, you know, this is a sport that's been trying to promote offense and, and push offense the last 12 years since that lockout, which eliminated the entire season. Um, and now you know we're you know getting to the point where you know we're breaking down video to the microsecond to see if it's interference or not, and uh, kind of losing the fact sight of the fact that you know this is a sport that probably needs to promote offense more than anything. So um, you know, I look at a goal like that, and I to me, you know, not so much just because it's the Penguins' goal. I just look at it as a brilliant offensive play that um, should be used to promote the sport and should be taken off the board. Which of those? Is this the NHL's answer to the catch rule in the NFL? We don't know what a catch is and what a catch is not. Now we're not supposed to know what goalie interference is and goalie interference is not. You know, say what you will about the Jesse James touchdown, but at least the NFL made Tony Carreni, the official, speak to a reporter, a full reporter, an answer for the catch, answer for the play, the catch or the non-catch or whatever you want to call that. Um, in an instance like this, the NHL doesn't make any sort of real statement on that, and it's it's just even more bewildering. There's you know, very little transparency on the NHL's behalf in making a, a decision like that. And um, uh, it's just maybe another, I guess, frustration, frustrating or compounding uh, element of that uh, non-goal slash goalie interference, I guess. Seth Warbaugh from The Athletic this morning, and you can uh, read his stuff in The Athletic and uh, get yourself a uh, subscription today. Always a pleasure to talk with you, Seth. Thanks, man. Go, Charlie. Right yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, yeah, keep running, Charlie. Uh, Mike's got your... Th- Full sports report. Charlie was watching that last night like, what are you doing, OJ? <laughs> You're jamming me up. Full sports uh, report coming up next. Mike Pursuta. Also, we're going to talk with Jerry Dulac at 845 about the Steelers cap situation. And does this mean, as has been reported, that we've seen the last as Mike Mitchell? And a Pittsburgh rock and roll institution, Weird Paul, needs your help. 915, we'll talk to uh, one of the... Uh, most accomplished and prolific archivists in all of local Pittsburgh rock and roll. That's 915 coming up here on D.